Every human being has needs and wants. No man is an island, and so it's natural to ask others to help us achieve what we need. But what of those who are unable to advocate for themselves? Welcome to the Transformative Daft. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 36 of Tractate Silvis, and we learn from King Solomon that we have a duty to speak up on behalf of those who don't have a voice of their own. Today's transformative daf message has been generously sponsored by Michelle Yaman Joseph, Robert Hakim, and Nicole Balint on the occasion of the Yorzite of their father, Heskel Menashe Hakim, Yecheskel Ben Menashe Hakim. We wish you all long life and much strength. Heskel was born in Baghdad in December 1927 and moved to London at the age of 19. He attended University of London, now Imperial College, where he studied mechanical engineering. He was a highly intelligent, kind and much loved man who made time for everyone. He was so proud of his family and is greatly missed by them. We wish you all long life and only simchas. Welcome to the Transformative Duff and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. During the Shoah, Thousands of Jewish children were given over to Christian neighbors and orphanages for safekeeping. At the end of the war, however, it wasn't so easy to get them back. Childless Christian couples had adopted the children as their own, and the orphanages had proceeded to baptize these helpless children. In addition, it was near impossible to take children across borders without legal guardianship. The Vat Hatzalah was originally established in 1939 by the Union of Orthodox Rabbis of America to save war-torn yeshivas. Following the war, they were successful in rescuing many of these children and placing them in Jewish homes throughout Europe. They realized, however, that they lacked sufficient resources to adequately deal with the crisis. Herbert Tenzer, a New York lawyer and later congressman, was a dedicated Jewish communal leader and member of the executive committee of the Vard. Together with a number of other extraordinary individuals, he established rescue children and worked tirelessly for the plight of these orphans. He raised huge amounts of money to have them placed with Jewish families, and he advocated with the U.S. government to intervene with governments across Europe to save the children. Rescue children's centers were established in France, Belgium, Sweden, and Germany. In October 1946, New York Governor Dewey established a charter of incorporation for rescue children and commended Tenza for the vision and great humanitarian program of the organization. Let's look at today's Gemara. If a man married a woman who was a deaf-mute, developmentally disabled, of mature years, or injured due to an accident, he cannot make a claim concerning her pre-ruptured hymen. Say that you heard that Rabbi Gamaliel's teaching applies in a case where she claims that she was previously violated. However, in a case where she did not claim that that was the case, did you hear that he maintains that she is similarly legally protected? Yes, once Rabbi Gamaliel taught that she is believed, a case like this invokes the principle of open your mouth for the mute. Let's analyze the Gemara. The Ketubah document stipulates a certain sum of money that a husband would owe to his wife in the case of the dissolution of the marriage due to divorce or death. The amount specified in the document varies depending on her status at the time of the marriage, with a greater sum due to a young lady who was never previously intimate with another man. The Gemara discusses a situation where a couple was married and the new husband then claimed that he had entered the marriage assuming the wife was a virgin and then discovered that not to be the case. He is now taking her to court with a legal claim. Due to various circumstances, says Rebbe Gamaliel, certain vulnerable women 
may not be subjected to legal challenges, because prior to marrying them, one should consider the greater likelihood of their hymen already being ruptured. The Gemara then asks whether Rabbi Gamaliel means to say that she is automatically believed if she responds to her husband's legal claim with an explanation of what happened, and the Gemara answers that there's no need for her actively to respond. We have a duty to respond on her behalf based on the verse in Proverbs, Open your mouth for the mute. King Solomon enjoins us to speak up for those whose voices cannot be heard. Advocating for those who can't speak up for themselves is a fundamental tenet of Judaism. While there are certain heroes of Jewish history like Herbert Tenzer, who will forever be remembered as having risen to the occasion at a time of intense crisis, in every time and place there are those who don't have the same clout and standing as you and need your voice and assistance. Rabbi Sachs notes that the two foundational narratives of the Jewish people are set in scenes where our ancestors are extracted from a civilization that believes that God sides with the mighty. Those mighty individuals engaged in massive building projects to project their power. In the first case, Avraham leaves Mesopotamia, the kingdom of Nimrod, and the location of the Tower of Babel. In the second case, the children of Israel leave Egypt, home of the mighty pharaohs and their pyramid building program. In both instances, the ruler went so far as to claim personal divinity. It was clear to these rulers that their strength demonstrated their godly attributes. But then Hashem took Avraham out of Ur in order to command his children to do righteousness and justice. And he redeemed the Israelites from Egypt and instructed them that instead of worshipping mighty rulers, they were to affirm the dignity of the widow, the orphan, the stranger, the vulnerable, the weak, and the neglected, in the words of Rabbi Sachs in a letter in the scroll. One doesn't have to look too far to find vulnerable people who need others to advocate for them. From children and adults with special needs, to victims of domestic abuse, to the elderly and infirm, to persecuted minorities, just to name a few, so many members of society need others to speak out on their behalf. And we have a duty to do so. There are various ways to use your voice on behalf of others. Maybe your shul is not accessible to those with disabilities. If someone is in a wheelchair, would they be able to get an aliyah to the Torah? Does your shul have large print sidurim for the visually impaired? The vulnerable members of our communities may need your voice to advocate for them in a variety of settings, shuls, schools, local government, and so much more. The key is to open your eyes and see the world as they do. Then use your voice to improve the situation. If you've been blessed with the wherewithal to advocate for and assist others, it's your Jewish duty to utilize that ability. May you forever seek ways to partner with Hashem in caring for His children, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Duff Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.